0: So you can really tell just by looking at this movie versus the 2003 that Saw came out smack dab in the middle of them because dear Lord, this movie gets fucking bloody. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that at this point in the month, we just really want to take a chainsaw to the side of our head. I'm your host, Max Steele, and I am joined by the draft dodging, divorce causing, porn watching, boyfriend stealing, craziest motherfucker out there. It's Michael Flaherty. I'm
1: a wild child. I can't be tamed. I, you know what? <laughs> There's nothing I love more than doing the drugs and dodging the drafts. Because I, I was it, born in times when that was possible.
0: I believe it was the scholar of our time. Um... Colson Baker aka Machine Gun Kelly that once said oh, back in good. the early 2010s I'm I'm a I'm a wild boy <laughs> It's
1: see good old Colson Baker or as the kids know him Mr. Kelly Mr. Mr. Machine Gun if you will Um he is one of the few rappers I know who got bullied off of a genre which is Again, I gotta say, he's, he's trendsetting in the worst way possible. Do you
0: remember when Machine Gun Kelly was actually like in rap? And he wasn't doing Bro. like emo pop punk?
1: I was about to, no, that's what I'm saying. He got <laughs> bullied off of, he got bullied <laughs> off of the genre. Like, I'm like, damn, this just, that's gotta hurt. When like, you have to sit there and go between, with tail between your legs over to pop punk. Because someone just roasted you into hell.
0: Well, I don't know how I'm going to transition from talking about Machine Gun Kelly to us talking about the 2006, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Guys, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Month, we're still, for better or worse, rolling on forward talking about this bland. It's a movie. It's a movie, right?
1: It, It does. It is, in fact, cinema. It was,
0: it is film that was edited and put on screen. Yeah, and this movie, we we were talking about it before we started recording that this movie and the one that came before it just kind of felt bland, but I would argue that this one feels more so that vein because honestly, like as soon as I watched this, it, it's like honestly a toss up between this one and the third movie to which one is like the most forgettable. And this one honestly has a strong case, even though we get some damn good kills in it. Like this came out like right after Saw made it big and people were, and the studios were kind of like, okay, we need blood in our movies, but not too much blood. We don't want to be NC <laughs> 17 We got to, got to trail that fine line.
1: It is, it is one of those things that's very funny that once you mention the, the fabled, the fabled name in in 21st century horror,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how how gore shifted? Because I honestly didn't even I honestly forgot that Saw came out when it came out. Mm-hmm. But you can obviously sit there, you, like I could 100% see the executives mid filming of this movie stop, drop everything, and turn and go. We need gore now, and everyone going, oh our. We didn't really do... We did some with the last one, but not not a whole lot. And then, like, some, execu- some overweight executive comes in and goes, fuck it, we're gonna need everyone to die in the most brutal way
0: possible. <laughs> and they're like, okay, all right, sir. And, I mean, to be fair, like, filming this stuff, I was watching some behind-the-scenes clips of them making this movie, and it just fucking looks like they're having just a blast of a time. Like, it really... Like, I mean, it really does like as a guy, that's kind of been a little bit behind the scenes, making some stuff like when it's especially like not just like a talking scene. When it's like, hey, we're going to chainsaw somebody or someone's going to die or we're going to fake this car accident or whatever. Those are the times when you as a filmmaker is just like, hell yeah, I am. This is a blast. I'm out here making a fucking movie. Mm hmm. But then it transitions mm-hmm. into actually being shown. Does and like yeah. it can look really cool, but does it make for a good, memorable story? And Mike, we're gonna really try and remember what happened in this movie when we're going through this podcast. I was yeah,
1: that's. I feel like that's gonna be our biggest issue. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be sitting there and like uh, cracking jokes, mm-hmm. making making goofs. A little, a few, a few guffaws here and there. It's gonna be there will be, co- re- be
0: a couple. There'll be a couple of fart jokes throughout this podcast. Okay. I have, I have a yeah, feeling. Exactly. I have a feeling.
1: Exactly, exactly. I got, I got faith in us. The, the one. I gotta say, you put the nail on the head. Like it's, it's gonna be fucking remembering what happened because I agree. This movie is so damn boring. It's so not boring. No, no, no. That's the wrong word. Bland. Bland mm-hmm. is the word, because goddamn, does there's a lot happen that you don't give a shit about? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's it's a
0: lot in in this. It really it, it it is. But it's also interesting how they decided to go with a prequel, because up until this point, we've kind of just had sequels, sequels. It's been all sequential. Then we had the remake. Mm-hmm. Okay, we think we're going to be getting a sequel, but the producers um, Andrew Form and Brad Fuller they said they didn't really want to make a sequel to, sequel to the original. But fans kept coming to them and saying like Hey, like what like what's going on? We want to see more. Like, how did the family get this way? How did Lieutenant Dan lose his legs? How did Arlie <laughs> Ermy lose his teeth? Like we like they wanted to know they wanted to have answers, which that's what led to the idea of making this prequel which that's
1: it's that's actually kind of great that that someone was harassing someone about making a sequel to the 2003 movie that
0: that that, like, no, that that shocks me really.
1: yeah i'm like i'm like i i wouldn't have been one of those people but you know as power to them good on
0: him, i guess i mean these movies have their fans dude like when yeah, you, like that—that that is fair. Like when you go to some of these Wears. conventions, like some people from the remakes come, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Like you see people being like, "Hey, I love your movie." And like, yeah, think it's that fucking is true. Awesome.
1: That is true. I just want to meet. You know what? I you know what? Uh, Texas Chainsaw like fan meetup thing. I would go to the Next Generation fans because I would love to go to see the fans of Texas Chainsaw: The Next Generation. Just sit with them and just pick their brain on cinema. Excuse me, <laughs> pick their brain on cinema because, like, God, like, I just want to sit there and just go, where, how, what is your opinion on this? Do you unironically enjoy this, or if you, or do you ironically enjoy this? And if it's the if it's the former, I want to hear all of your opinions on movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like ninety percent of it is just like people loving it for the meme and of Matthew McConaughey for what, for fans of this one. I am, I am also curious. It's like, why, why do you, why do you prefer the remake over the original? Just my two cents.
1: I, yeah, I, that feels, see, that feels like a tall order in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like the original is so high octane. It's so freaky. And it does its job so well, and then the the remake is just so fair, there. yeah. And and so it's like it's, I, I yeah. I just I, I really do want to pick the brains of those people. Not that I'd sit there and just like look at Andrew Brynjarski if he was at a convention and go, I don't you're hashtag not my Leatherface. Like, no, I'd still talk to him and go, hey, man, you you kick ass. But like I would still like I would still be kind of like, I mean,
0: movies aren't exactly that hot. I mean, Leatherface in this movie, you mentioned Andrew Brynjarski. He does look badass in this movie. Like we get one shot of him walking down the road like it's a bare road and we just see. Him walking down it with a chainsaw in one hand. And he's got this like very unique look. Before spoiler alert, he, we're going to be talking about this later, where he skins a guy's face and he's got like this I don't know, he's got like an N95 version of his like of a leather mask. Like, mm-hmm. I think like it's a very unique look that he has in this movie. And Andrew Bernarski, I think I mentioned this in the last one, said like, hey, I was meant to play Leatherface. I am on this earth to play this character. I don't give a shit if he doesn't have any lines. I am here to embody this menacing character. Which, hey, you know what? Hats off to him because if
1: there's one thing that Andrew Banarski brings to Leatherface, it is intimidation. Like in terms Mm of not in terms of just. Just stature, speed, and freaky nature, but just in terms of like, in just general, generally being imposing. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing about Gunnar Henson's character is Gunnar Henson's character felt part, part, just huge hulking beast, and part unhinged human. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, Andrew Banarsky feels like very hinged. He feels incredibly hinged, like mm-hmm. grounded as shit. But just crazy, but just like, just evil. Mm-hmm. He feels imposing. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only one with that feeling, but like, as just, it's just, yeah. He's not a bad Leatherface. He's just, I like crazy Leatherface more.
0: Mm-hmm. So now, Mike, we're going to get to the very important question. If this movie were mm. a drink, what would it be and why? Okay. All right.
1: I... I was thinking about this. This movie's bland. This movie (sighs) took and I took it. It had it. It already had sort of the tee up for what was needed. And all they needed to do was really execute on it. They had all of the they have all they had all of the they kind of had the ending sort of built up for them. All they needed to do was sort of get there. So I'm thinking, OK, they're obviously pulling a lot of ideas outside of just the general plot, just in terms of cinematography, in terms of capture, all of that from other media. The, the brown tint from this comes from a lot of like dramas and horror movies of that time where they all decided that every time you go to Mexico or like are in a horror setting, things need to be Brown for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then also like just them taking different, just a different franchise, just ideas from a different franchise. You're saw in terms of goriness. And for that, I'm going to essentially take the ingredients that I had essentially built for this franchise and steal another cocktail and replace it with our with with my original cocktail ingredients. So the one I picked was ranch water. Ranch water. It's that it's that Southwestern sort of thing. Ranch water feels like a very Texas sort of drink. You got your seltzer. You got your tequila. You got your lime juice. But because this is Texas Chainsaw, I'm going to do a hillbilly, a hillbilly water. OK. You get yourself your light beer, because let's be honest, Texas Chainsaw, as I've said about six times now, is a light beer. Agree to disagree, but go on. I know. I know. It's, is, this is this shows all about disagreement and controversy. <laughs> so uh, you get your light beer instead of your instead of your soda water. Mm -hmm. You get your moonshine instead of your tequila. You keep that lime juice because you need something to spice it up. And then you just make yourself a ranch water. But with that, you're going to get your same sort of light brown hue that you get in the movie. You get all of the elements from all of the original ones. But it's just together for some reason. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of you taste it and you kind of go, yeah, this is something that I'm drinking. That's got a lime in it, much like this movie. Where you're like, "Yep, I'm watching this movie, and I'm there's sure, blood in it."
0: I'm sure like, there's a lime. I'm sure there's a lime somewhere in this movie. You know, you never you know. This, they show a the kitchen. Leather, you don't know. The leather. <laughs> I just like the idea that like that
1: it's like a that it's like the a, like Ratatouille. But with Arlie Emery as he's like dropping human fingers and he like squirts a lime and like shaves a little rosemary and like he's like
0: Hannibal Lecter or something. Dude, we don't know what they put in the gumbo. Honestly, like we, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know what vegetables they put in there.
1: I just like the idea that we're that like that, like the Hewitt family is like sophisticated, whereas the Sawyer family is just just low down and dirty. Like that, like that, the Hewitts are like, no, we're going to prepare ourselves
0: human tartare.
1: Whereas like the Sawyers are like, we're just going to grill them, just eat
0: them. They just eat just just human steak. And that's it. No vegetables. Fuck that shit.
1: I was about to say, it's like, hey, one feels a little more, fr- one feels a little more Texas Chainsaw Massacre apt than the other. That's all I'm saying. But
0: I like that. I really do. We went, we went down a, a similar direction. Oh, okay. With this one, because I also try to think of a very like watered down bland drink. But I focused a little, instead of focusing on like the overall hue of it and like some of the, you know, the tints of things. I just tried to focus on the thing that I think is the most, the biggest difference is just the sheer amount of blood. Mm-hmm. So as I believe moonshine. Okay. What now? If you show me a frame from this movie versus the previous one. I'm going to be honest. There is no way I could tell a difference. Other than the blood. Mm-hmm. And after watching this, you know, like we've, like you've heard us say, this is a very bland movie. So where do we go from here? Let's take the remakes drink that I had come up with, which was, if you don't remember warm apple cider, old smoky apple pie, moonshine, Turkey, bacon bits on the, or they uh, have bacon bits on the rim, cinnamon slash caramel liqueur, and then meat juices from a burger. And let's take let's take that drink and just remove some substance and life from it. So <laughs> let's replace the warm apple cider with cherry Kool Aid, heavy on the water, like the it oh. it it, it, t- it tastes it kind of it kind of resembles like what you think like a Kool Aid version of a Lacroix water would taste like wealthy wealthy soccer mom Kool Aid. Uh, that, uh, somewhere between that like we don't want to go full-blown oh, okay. soccer mom otherwise we're going to see leather po- leatherface pulling up in like a minivan and dropping his you know dropping his kids off at it's soccer like practice Alexis,
1: like leatherface comes in with a lexus suv and just the most the most disgustingly bland kool-aid ever
0: <laughs> and, then, and then you just cut to like the soccer game and then like 10 minutes in leatherface's kids have just eating everyone on the field including the referee and the coaches <laughs> i just like the
1: idea is that is like leatherface's kids It's like leatherface in the stands like clapping along you just see one of leatherface's kids like dive on the goalie and start ripping his fucking throat out or some shit like
0: that Oh while leatherface is getting like blood on his like a little bit too high pulled up mom jeans and showing off just like a little bit too much leg <laughs>
1: I, like, I love this new meta that we have with Leatherface. <laughs> Leatherface is a suburban white mother.
0: <laughs> I don't know, guys. Guys, let us know. Do you prefer Leatherface as a suburban white mom or Leatherface as a part of the Houston Texans? Let us know um, on your favorite <laughs> social media site. So getting back to this one, we got watered down Kool-Aid. Where do we go from here? Instead of the apple pie moonshine, make it original. No flavor. Take away the bacon bits. Replace the cinnamon and caramel liqueur with grenadine, a heaping portion. Oh. And let me guess, let me guess, you, you're asking yourself about the meat juices. Do you think meat juices go in this drink? No, fuck you. Too bad. That's all you get. You don't get any substance. You don't get like an under, like, it, boom, that's it. That's all you get.
1: That's, you get nothing. Good day, nothing, sir. Good day. Yeah, no, I I like that. I like that. Is it because I feel like I feel like both of our drinks really encapsulate the movie really well in different ways. Yours in the sense that the movie takes its existing formula and makes it more bland and more sort of unappetizing. Mine in the sense that it takes its existing ingredients and just sort of like, rehashes itself into this very sort of ham-fisted copycat of what's yes. hopping at the time. Like, it's, it's, it's two sides of the same problem. <laughs>
0: like. I, c- I can agree with you on that one, and we're going to get more into talking about this. But guys, let us get into talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. The beginning in a world
1: in a world
0: So boom title card August 1939 There was a small part of me that was like okay we're going to get to see Leatherface in World War 2 killing Hitler on the beaches of Normandy but unfortunately we don't get that
1: Bro e fucking imagine
0: Leatherface <laughs> fucking Fucking it
1: down fucking Omaha Beach. I if I was a Nazi, I would throw down my gun and be like, I don't want to fight him. I don't care. Just, I don't know who the hell that guy is, but I but we don't want to go near him.
0: <laughs> we already know that like Leatherface can fucking crush the 40-yard dash. So just imagine you see like the like the they come on the boats and you're a German soldier, you have your gun ready, the fucking flaps fall down, and it's just fucking D-lineman 350 pounds just fucking sprinting at you with a chainsaw. <laughs> you would just be like, uh-uh, no, nope, nope, not I am not a part of this.
1: You're like, I don't know not who this all. crazy I don't know who this crazy person the Americans brought with them, <laughs> but his ass can stay with them.
0: Listen, I know this war just started, but I I think they just won.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
0: So instead of going to the beaches of Normandy, we go to a slaughterhouse, the same one from the first film, with a bunch of cows. And we see a woman there who is doing something with meat. I honestly can't remember what she was doing, but she has. She says she has to go to the bathroom. She asks permission, even though she is an adult and she can just, you know, probably go to the bathroom just, you know, without asking. She's not in fucking high school. <laughs> so the anyway the her supervisor's like no keep working. Ugh. And this woman's clutching it across she pisses herself and then dies. Oh wait no, she didn't piss herself. Her water broke and it's like a bunch of blood and it hits the ground and it's steaming and then we see we get a birth where the supervisor is like what the fuck like he just witnessed the world's quickest labor and i know that like every woman watching that was just like i want that one day like if i decide <laughs> to have kids i want that because i mean it's, it's just like i gotta go to the bathroom and then boom th- there's the kid i was about right to there. say
1: like it's just boom right it's boom fetus fetus. that's that's my catchphrase now that's the catchphrase boom fetus
0: boom fetus the official sponsor of the messed up at midnight podcast
1: No, that feels that feels a little too that feels a little too close to like that like pro life pro choice debate, and I like Ooh. we would boom fetus. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, what side of the coin does that stand on? Because that could honestly go with either one. But it's in any case, in any case, like I was about to say that that was one thing that seemed kind of like wild to me was I remember here, it's like in my life, I remember hearing all of these like stories about how labor would take like many hours. Mm -hmm. And this woman in, I say about three minutes has, has a kid. She just, there's like, she just has contractions, has a baby. That's it. And I'm like, damn, this, this lady is talk about fucking efficiency. (laughs) This lady wastes no goddamn time.
0: Bro, she runs like a well-oiled machine, man. <laughs>
1: she's like she's like a, she's like a she's like a German in the early thirties.
0: I'm gonna just I'm just gonna try to keep on because I don't want us to say anything controversial. So okay. <laughs> the supervisor we got, just, we
1: got we we gotta get to the 60s fast.
0: We gotta go now. So the supervisor just sees this like bait this baby on the floor where it's like steams coming from the ground around it. And The supervisor sees this and is like, huh, what should I do with this newborn child? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to put its ass in the dumpster and just fucking leave it. That's like. Dude, say what you will about the Sawyers, bro. But they would never put a baby in the dumpster. This dude is just fucking evil. That's the
1: crazy thing. It's like this dude is like. They the movie has to sit there. And be fully intentional with what it what what image it's trying to cultivate with this guy. Cause this dude is just evil. Like he just sits there and he's like, he's like, he's like, oh. Hey floor man, I gotta I gotta go take a leak. Is that okay? He's like, fuck no, it's not. Pee yourself. Like, what what, what is she? An Amazon
0: worker? Like <laughs> and then and then It turns out, yes, she was. This supervisor was actually the grandfather of Jeffrey Bezos.
1: <laughs> ah, it's old <laughs> grandpappy Bezos. That makes sense. <laughs> like, but he sits there and then on top of that he, I was a child in a dumpster like what like i thought that was a per, like a like a joke you make at teenagers on prom night like i didn't think that was a real like like i didn't like holy shit
0: <laughs> so after you know jeff uh after jeff bezos's granddad puts this baby in a dumpster we cut to a random woman who is he was like fishing through the garbage going dumpster diving And then she just finds this just baby in the garbage. And she does the respectful thing and takes it and raises it. And a line I want to point out when they're back at the house, when they're back at the house, it's young Lou DeMay holding the baby and saying, oh, he's so beautiful. And then I don't know. I don't know who who says it, but we just hear this. like That's definitely Arlie Emery. I don't uh eh, yeah,' we'll, we'll fuck it for simplicity's sake, it's Arlie Ermy he says that's the ugliest thing I ever saw, and then boom, title card, I really <laughs> wish that was just the end of the movie, but no, like, what more do you need? It's just boom <laughs> it's, <laughs> hell, yeah, so the title sequence comes, and we get like doctor's notes of birth defects, and we get a headline, Texas Town dies. I assume by economic memes, but you know why not show Leatherface kill an entire town? I think I was that like, would be you
1: get get a like a seven fun. year old Leatherface just running through with like a little little electric knife like they had in uh, Number Two, and he's like in amidst his power walking routine with like something. knives, c- he's like stabbing people.
0: All <laughs> oh, he's getting ready to practice at JV at uh, JV football. <laughs>
1: You just see a little leather face with like his like little like mask on. He's like, oh boy, I hope I, I hope I get on the team. Better go get a, go get a Gatorade to help out. And he just like goes up to the, goes up to the convenience store. He's like, oh, hey there, Thomas. And he like stabs him in the throat. He's like,
0: I'm real nervous. (laughs) He's like, oh, geez, guys. I don't think I can, I don't think I can make it on the offensive line. And then young Tony Romo comes out of nowhere and gives him the best motivational speech ever. He's like, "You got this, man! You got this!"
1: I, t- I like the idea. Just like Tony Romo in like 1950, like pulls up in like a pulls up in like a Ford F150 and just goes and just goes, "Hey, kid! One day you'll be uh, you'll be on the Cowboys. Stay with it." And then he drives off.
0: I was thinking more like a like a like baby Tony Romo. Like is baby, this Romo. A baby baby Romo
1: <laughs> dude, that sounds dude does that not sound like a fox like a fox like animated show baby <laughs> Romo
0: okay we're no we're moving we're moving past this now. We got to get through this movie, so they show all of this stuff, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of the stuff that I'd want to see coming from like a Texas chainsaw prequel. you know, it's like, oh, how did Leatherface get this way? But no, we're going to flash forward to July 1969, four years before the last movie. They brushed over 30 years of history. What happened?
1: Yeah, it's there's so much potential that they just decided they were like, nah, we don't need that.
0: They were were just like, yeah, fuck it. But what did happen was the slaughterhouse is closing down. The supervisor, this is still like, you know, the 20th century so the supervisor calls leatherface the r word while we see leatherface yeah. cutting meat so the supervisor's lackey calls leatherface like a dumb animal while leatherface is holding this butcher knife and he's cutting something up and then well, we don't we don't get to we don't i don't th- we don't get to the killing scene just yet no, no they do this a, they do this a lot this movie definitely suffers from Having too much shit going on, yeah. Meaning, so they have this one scene where I could, I could go through and I could say, "Oh, Leatherface does this, Leatherface does this, Leatherface does this," and then he leaves the slaughterhouse. But no, in the middle of it, we cut to Matt Bomer in a pool Mm. with like a headband on and some, and "All Right Now" by Free is playing. And we get like hippie, we get hippies in the pre-70s. And this guy's in a pool talking to Chris. His his character's name is um, oh god, what was it? Eric. And he's talking to Chrissy. And mm-hmm. it's just their relationship. And then we cut to another couple where it's a guy who is tied up in bed. The girl takes <laughs> her shirt off and they're flirting and the this guy Dean, who is tied up to the bed, and Eric, their brothers. They're talking about going to Vietnam, but Dean doesn't want to. He wants to dodge the draft. And we get all of that within like, what would you what would you say like five minutes? Not
1: even. Oh, oh, oh you mean the whole, the whole? Oh yeah, no, that's all within five minutes.
0: We go from leatherface to Eric movie, to Dean.
1: Everything up to this, everything up to this point is like five minutes in. Which is which is wild to me. But on this part, this particular section, it's crazy to me that Eric, Matt Bomer, Matt Bomer's character Mm -hmm. is he's so weirdly gung ho about Vietnam. He's like, oh, boy, I can't wait to go. (laughs) He's like and he's literally in the pool with a knife in his mouth, like practicing his routine. And I'm like. Like, did, it, did they really have people that that intent on Vietnam? I'm sure there were some people who were like, I mean, it's my duty. But like, I don't think they had people who were just itching to be a part of that.
0: Listen, man, we all knew that one kid in our like elementary school class that was maybe like a little bit too into the military where it's like, oh, you don't realize yeah. it's a problem. And I was like, oh, it's just that's that's just the way that. Eric is. And then you like, yeah. And then you like age 20 years and you think back and you're like, he, he really, really wanted to join like the Marines and was talking to like, he was very interested in talking about that is, guns and going over to Afghanistan. Yeah. And he never, he, he, he mentioned killing people like one or two times that. Uh, okay. that's Yeah. Everyone,
1: It's like, it's just reminded me of, it's reminding me of the classic. What do you want to be when you grow up? And just, the weird kid who you always thought was like really, really intense when it come, came to sports was like, I want to be in, I want to be in the, be in the army, <laughs> And he was like, that's great, Eric. That's great. That's, 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 that's... <laughs> you're like, you're like,
0: Oh yeah. He, he was real weird about that. Huh?
1: Like he was really weirdly into joining the military.
0: Well, Eric, he also does the military thing by proposing to Chrissy that he got a and he uses a ring that he got from a Cracker Jack box, which, first of all, that's how you know they're in small town Texas. He just went out and got her, like, I don't know, a fucking ring pop to put on her finger. But also that he proposed to this girl because, you know, they're talking about having kids and getting married. Meanwhile, they're, they've probably known each other for, like, I don't fucking know, like, six months. And they're probably mm-hmm. both, like, 19.
1: Yeah, I was about to say. It's, this is the – this is – now, this is proof that we are, we are bored of the generation that we're bored of because they're like 19 and they're like, let's get hitched, babe. And and in our brains, we're we're just sitting there saying to ourselves, wow, how how asinine and ridiculous. What a pair of people whose marriage will fall apart. And, and But back then it was like super standard and like it was the complete most generic thing you could do.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, we that's that's like our gang for this movie. So back at the slaughterhouse, Leatherface goes into the supervisor's office and, you know, because he called him the R because the supervisor called Leatherface the R word, Leatherface reacts in kind by instead of reporting him to HR, he beats him over the head with a mallet and like then and then just he just fucking kills him. And then he takes mm-hmm. a chainsaw and then Goes wandering down the side of a road, and in a shot that I mentioned earlier, that is admittedly very cool.
1: This oh, was yeah. always this is
0: like the first time I also noticed where it was like this movie is going to be a little bit more bloody than the mm-hmm. first
1: one. Yeah, that was that. I feel like that was. I mean, <laughs> that was the kind of the tee off is the kill is not a hyper gory kill. He literally just grabs a hammer or yeah. no? Is it the hammer or the cleaver? I thought it was a hammer. I think it was a, hammer, Whatever, like a mallet. It, it, it's in yeah, okay, yeah. Cause it's he grabs a hammer and just whacks him with it. And there's so much more blood than there was in than there was in, in the Oh three 3 version, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Like so that was that was really interesting. But yeah, it's that scene with Leatherface walking down the side of the road, I, I did sit there and also like sort of like make a sort of concession and go, that is pretty cool. That is and he
0: does look pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Listen, every bad movie or every bland movie has something in it where you're like, "Okay, that that was that, that was pretty cool."
1: Yeah, exactly. So, the,
0: so yeah. after this cool shot, we go to the gang in a Jeep and they are just kind of mumbling the entire way while they're driving down this <sighs> fucking road, this fucking Texas road. Like I had to put on subtitles for this shit. Cause they're just mumbling like this and just talking about like going to Vietnam.
1: Uh, It's they're just, it is, it is literally just, them sitting in there just like making small talk, but it felt like it felt like they weren't mic'd up. Right. It felt like everyone was like speaking into Matt Bomer's mic or something like that, because it's literally just like, everyone's like, he's hitting on you. (laughs) You're like,
0: Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> so after that pointless scene, we go to the Sawyer house or Hewitt. I really don't give a shit if you Hewitt. See, if you you hear, put some
1: if, respect on the
0: Sawyer name. Listen, if you hear same family, different name. So a random cop car comes driving up. I'm like, oh, what is this? But the person that's walking up isn't R. Lee Ermey. Instead, it's just just some random dude that's like that comes to talk to you know someone who we don't see is like, hey, I think Leatherface killed a guy. So the sheriff and this person who we haven't seen are driving together, and we get the little bit of like the sheriff saying, "Oh, I'm the last bit of law enforcement left. I'm moving to Michigan next week," which really sounds like the Tuscaloosa Police Department. So this movie, <laughs> hell, like, hell yeah, hell
1: you know what fucking
0: yeah, Fuck so. Em. The sheriff, so they're driving together, and they see Leatherface walking down this dirt road. The sheriff gets out and points this gun at Leatherface. So, big surprise here, Arlie Ermy is the other guy, and grabs the shotgun from the sheriff, and then shoots him. And what does Arlie Ermy say in this whole situation? Oh shit, I just killed the whole fucking sheriff's department. <laughs> <laughs> What fucking I'm, small town do you have to live in where you only have one police officer?
1: I was I was about to say, like, that feels that feels it's it's one of the few times where I've sat there and like looked at <laughs> looked at this movie and have actively sat there and said to myself, that feels illegal. Not not killing the cop, that's obviously illegal, but like the having one sheriff For an entire, like, section of Texas. Like, there's just, like, it's just one dude. Like, like feels like you should have at least three. Like, it's like, you should have a lot, but like, at least like, I don't know, three or four. Like, you have like one dispatch, like two patrol cars, but like, it's just, nope, one dude. (laughs) You're like
0: like what all fucking right. count like what fucking county is this what, what's the population of this I've been to some I've been to some yee places but I ain't never seen anything like this
1: I was about so, to say like that's some this is some backwoods backwoods for them to sit there and look dead in the face of some 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 county and just go one that's all we need There are like four people here you can just get one guy like
0: no what no <laughs> So because they because Arlie Ermy just killed the whole sheriff's department, he takes the bloody clothes and is just like, ah, I am the sheriff now. It's so like it's back- like the
1: gladiator. It's like it's like a gladiator match. Like if like you kill the champion and you're the champion now, it's like it's like like whoever like it's now it's whoever's Batman, whoever's Batman is whoever dons the mask.
0: And he also has the greatest fashion sense as well, because he wears a cowboy hat over a baseball hat. Now, I don't Hell ever yeah. toot my own horn when it comes to fashion, but I saw it and I was like, OK, I at least beat somebody when it comes to fashion. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Arlie <laughs> Ermey is back at the Hewitt house and he puts on the sheriff clothes and like he's in his underwear and he like grabs his dick, insert, insert full metal jacket. This is my rifle. This is my gun joke. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now he is the sheriff. That's how he got the name Hoyt. Sheriff Hoyt. So now we're around the dinner table. And this is, they didn't really imply the cannibalism thing in the last movie. And in this one, they really, you know, they kind of like make sure like, oh, you know, these guys are cannibals. So Sheriff Hoyt is just giving like the weirdest motivational speech ever by saying, whoa we'll never abandon our place of birth. and talking about how he cooked up the sheriff and, and now they're eating him and someone, someone asks him something and Hoyt responds by saying, Charlie's dead. Now it's Sheriff Hoyt. (laughs) Now that's five, nine energy. That's big five, nine energy (laughs) insisting that you call him by their nickname.
1: I was about to say, that's, that's how, you know, that's how, you know, a guy was born to be a cop. (laughs) He's like, he's like, It's like, Charles is dead, honey. Call me. You call me sheriff from now on. (laughs) You're like, damn, you really are meant to be a cop, huh?
0: With all just the the vigor and vitality of a porn actor saying, I'm a
1: sheriff. (laughs) Hey, at least he's not a pizza delivery guy. That's all I got (laughs) to say.
0: Sheriff, I'll do anything to get out of a ticket. Can we eat you? (laughs) just dead silence I was about to say or just like he shows up
1: as a pizza Arlie Emery shows up as a pizza delivery guy and he's like I hope you brought extra sausage he goes no I was just gonna shave you and he like comes at her (laughs) with a
0: knife I love this I love this universe that we're coming up with where we got where we got Tony Romo, we got Leatherface being a soccer mom, and now we have Arlie Ermy as a pizza delivery guy. Let's fucking keep this one going. So- a
1: <laughs> pizza delivery guy in a porno, but he doesn't realize that he's in a porno, so he goes forward with killing people.
0: So we go back to the gang now. We get another barbecue pit stop for the umpteenth time. We go inside this, like, demented Cracker Barrel. The girls are wandering around inside, and there are bikers there for some they're, reason.
1: <laughs> I love, it's just, they're just there. They're just there. You know, <laughs> just chilling.
0: Like, yeah, it's just like they're just randomly hanging. Hey, the bikers literally serve no purpose. It's like the it's like the, the writer was just writing the script for Texas Chainsaw and then was flipping through TV and then put on Sons of Anarchy and like stopped at Sons of Anarchy and he saw that and was like, alright, I, I yeah, I got I got, an, I got an idea for something. Yeah, no, he uh, forgot about it just a halfway through. Hey,
1: hey, we all saw Ron Perlman in Sons of Anarchy and went, "All right, there's something here. <laughs> there's something here."
0: Dude, give me Ron Perlman as Leather as old Leatherface and. Dude, I want I want
1: I want Ron Perlman to play an eighty year old Leatherface. That would be awesome because it would just be it would literally just be him ranting about him being like,
0: "Why don't you slow the fuck down, you fucking assholes? (laughs) I can't run." So after these girls wander through this demented Cracker Barrel, we see Bailey talking to Chrissy, and Bailey spills the beans to Chrissy that uh, Dean wants to dodge the draft. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. And Chrissy, instead of, like, trying to judge or anything, Chrissy's just like, fucking go, fucking leave. Eric's, like, just going too crazy about (laughs) wanting to go over to Vietnam. She's just like, just fucking leave. We get a bad jump scare with a biker gang. They startle Chrissy for some reason. Why is the biker gang
1: here? I just want to ask that. It just, they just. They don't serve a lot of purpose, I'm going to be honest. I
0: I really feel like that their character could have been like, because if you remember in the original, there were five characters, but here we only have four. I really feel like we could have taken what the biker did and boil it down to, I don't know, maybe one character, except for maybe later when they will, we'll we'll get to that. But I really do feel like they could have, they could have, I don't know, wrapped up his character, wrapped up the biker gang into just one person. So the bike. So the brothers, uh, Dean and Eric, are out talking outside. Dean still hasn't told his brother that. Hey, I'm not going to Nam. And then they all get back in the jeep and they drive off. So on this long Texas road in the middle of the summer, while they're all driving together, Dean decides, Hey, you know what? It's it's probably you know right now a good time to start burning my fucking draft card, and you know. He just pulls out a lighter and starts burning his draft card in the middle of this Jeep. And naturally, yeah. everyone's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And Eric is most of all surprised. But it's we have that going on. But we also have bikers chasing the Jeep. We get this like biker lady yelling at them like, hey, y'all need to pull over with a shotgun for some fucking I'd, reason. She it, wants to rob For some reason. Them.
1: Yeah, for some reason she's she's trying to
0: rob them. So all this chaos is going on, and then what is the natural conclusion of this scene? The Jeep fucking T-bones a cow and it splatters everywhere. Hell right. yeah. We T-bone a cow for a T-bone <laughs> steak. That's what I'm talking about. i um,
1: <laughs> like, I didn't know I didn't know Tri tip was on the menu. <laughs> no it's yeah it's this whole this this scene in particular it feels like the movie for the most part is actually pretty focused on one thing at a time which you know Mm -hmm. what i do respect it for but this is one of the few scenes where it's like it's just a bunch of shit is happening at once that you're kind of like what the hell and then out of nowhere they hit a calf with the car and then just and that's the end of the scene and you're like Oh but you're like, like right. you're like getting you're like you're you're kind of sitting there to yourself just like just like wow that was an eventful 2 minutes of this movie <laughs> cuz
0: everything up leading up to it was pretty uneventful. <laughs> now I d- I did want to say that the way that they had gotten this like cow splattering was they made a model of fiberglass of a fiberglass cow that was filled with blood, fake entrails and fake bones. So when they hit it, it would just fucking just just go fucking everywhere. And it looked it did look really cool. And it somehow the car is still in. It's not to, it's not like, you know, in a bunch of different pieces. It's only in like a few. Then again, this was these were cars in the 60s, so. I, don't know, I was about to need say to those things one.
1: those things were steel cages like <laughs> it's not it's not like they hit a cow with a camry like no that, that's that's some bitch is going to hit it and keep moving <laughs> like,
0: it's like the same thing like you look at those like old refrigerators from like the 70s that'll like outlive all of us and look at like the fridge yeah. like, the refrigerators now that'll like die just after two years
1: yeah exactly like the like the old ones that are like they're like strong enough to like like keep you safe during a nuclear holocaust
0: like so anyway we get a moment we get a moment of reprieve the biker girl comes over and pulls a gun on eric and that startles everyone chrissy like everyone's in the car except for chrissy because she got fucking yeeted out of the car and is now (laughs) napping in a field somewhere So Sheriff Lee, he just so happens to be in the area, I guess, and (laughs) comes by and he's going to save the day. And what's he going to do? Is he going to like flash his badge or do some like subtle coward? No, no, no. He just fucking pulls the trigger and shoots the biker stone dead. Like the the first film was more subtle than this. There was like, you know, stretch it out a little like buy us dinner first. No, no, no. Yeah. just go and fucking blow a lady's head off while you're doing this.
1: I love the, just like, I love that you brought that up, because, honest to God, this movie, there's a lot of coincidences that align. Like, I feel like in movies, you can get away with only a couple coincidences, like one, two, maybe three coincidences where you're like, "All right, the stars just happened to align, but you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I can move forward with this idea. That's OK. Here, it's like the car flips just as they're about to meet their maker. Arlie Emery happens to be in the area. And you're like, oh, of course he fucking is. And yeah, like you said, the movie does not mince any words. It does not build up. There's no deception involved. It's just it's just that's the bad guy because he just walks up and just caps someone without even like doing any detaining processes, you're kind of left going, what the hell? <laughs> like,
0: really? Okay. Yeah, it, it just makes absolutely no sense. But okay, Biker Lady's dead. Arlie Ermy is going through and is assessing the situation. Chrissy's hiding in the weeds. Sheriff Hoyt finds the burned draft card. And he's like, ah, there ain't no fire in this accident. Who burned the draft card? And trying to do some detective work. Okay, it was an accident, and I'm also pretty sure that I saw smoke in that car accident, like, somewhere in that scene. But you know what?
1: Nope, there was no fire. Nope, someone's up to no
0: good, Max. (laughs) Someone's breaking, someone ain't doing their American duty. So, Eric, so, (laughs) here it's where the brothers, Eric says that he's Dean, and Dean says that he's Eric, because... Arlie Emery sees the name. He says, oh, Dean, which one of you is Dean? But then Eric says that he's Dean. Are you confused just yet? Because, you know, we are. So, Uh, yeah, it's
1: all I knew is one of them was Dean. The fact that you remembered one of them was even Eric. I
0: like that's already miles ahead of me. It's because I have the character list like right in front of me, so like
1: Oh, okay, that's well yeah, that'll fucking help. I I'm flying blind here. Like I'm just going like, Yeah, it's Eric, of course. We all knew Eric. Old
0: Eric. Old E Money. So Eric does the older brother thing by protecting his younger brother. So Lee calls Eric a coward and then loads up these kids in this police car and just hits a light on top and then just starts heading off into the Texas Road. Oh, and by the way, he also picked up the biker dead body. So now Chrissy is just left for dead in low waisted jeans and all, just in a random field in Texas.
1: So what is she? If doing? I had a nickel for every time that happened to me, man.
0: Listen, I'd something. have four nickels. I feel like you need to do some explaining, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> like I I like, I've never known you as a low waisted jeans type, and the fact that you have been in a field wearing them, I I you know, hey, I didn't know, you know I didn't, what? I didn't know like Woodstock was still going on. <laughs> my
1: favorite, my favorite part about that is is that you weren't like you weren't like ah oh, waking up in a field in Texas, *Left for Dead*. That's a wild story. You're like you're like you are what
0: now? <laughs> you well, hussy? Were you well, wearing low waisted no, jeans? No, listen, because like you in a you passing out in a field in Texas, I'm like oh yeah, that tracks out. <laughs> It makes Thanks. sense Thanks. You know, that just, i love it just that. makes sense
1: you're like that feels right you're like that <laughs> all but right how long we you That's known each other that just
0: that tracks that tracks
1: <laughs> i was about to say either one of if either if either one of us got the call from the other saying i woke up in a field and i don't know why <laughs> we would probably be like all right i'm on the way it's like can't
0: say i'm surprised <laughs> like i'm in texas like all right be there in like 12 hours, I guess. I'll
1: be there in two days.
0: (laughs) So Chrissy gets back into the car. She's trying to start it, which, honey, it's not going to work. It's fucking totaled. So she's looking for a gun, but a tow truck comes by to pick up the car. But this time it's Lieutenant Dan, and he has legs. What? (laughs) So this is back with. The Sheriff, and Dean the brothers again, keep in mind, they still switch places, so Dean playing Eric says he's reenlisted stationed in Vietnam, and he's just kind of straight up lying. Lee's asking if he's killed anyone. Dean says a racial slur with all the charisma of a corpse of that corpse that's in the front passenger' <laughs> seat, so they pull up to the Hewitt house. Lee takes the um, Sheriff Hoyt takes the guns and stuff inside while the gang sits in the back seat and Eric's trying to escape, but Sheriff Hoyt comes and puts a stop to that and then calls out for the rest of the family. Bailey. I don't think we mentioned her name. She's the other girl. She says, Oh yeah. the blonde." Says, What's that? And it's fucking leather face. We don't see his face quite yet. It's very obscure. And we get the brothers getting tied up, which I'm, sure dean is very much used to and eric gives like a soldier motivational
1: speech I, like it's just i love i i do love that eric is just sitting there just doing the don't worry i'll get us out of this like he's like he's not in a he's not in an arguably worse situation in terms of being tied up like like dean is just dean is literally just handcuffed and like hooked onto something Mm-hmm. Eric is splayed out like Jesus on the cross and he's like Eric's like I'll get us out of here little bro like <laughs> like, like I don't know I don't want to be the bearer of bad news but I think he's going to have an easier time swinging himself <laughs> off of the hook than you are getting yeah, out of he,
0: your j- cross because he's splayed out by like a what What was his name from the first movie where his feet was a, were above the piano that's what he's fucking looking mm-hmm. like yeah way, a, uh-huh I don't think I mentioned this, but Lieutenant Dan was um, taking the car back and Chrissy tries to reach for the gun, but Lieutenant Dan finds it first and Chrissy just hides in the back while the tow truck gets dragged back to the Hewitt house. That's when the brothers get tied up. And now Lieutenant Dan has arrived back at the Hewitt house and drops the tow truck off along with the other car. So Mm -hmm. Chrissy now exits to under the car and starts crawling, trying to get away while Lieutenant Dan takes, like, a piss break. It's an unnecessary jump scare accompanied by an unfunny bit of comedy. It must be a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> so uh, I was
1: about to say, that's this, this this movie, because Michael Bay was involved in the first one, and I guarantee you he had some level of involvement in this one, if not, you can feel the Michael Bay, you can feel the... <laughs> The smell of the smell of cheap cologne and cocaine in the air that, that Michael Bay likely left in his
0: wake. He just walks by your office and you're like ah oh, yes, he's here. <laughs> it's again, bro,
1: bro. I I don't think I've ever seen a man who cares as little about movies as he does.
0: Like it's awesome. So then we go back to the brothers. They're tied up, getting sprayed with a garden hose. And I mean, you really think they would be, they would be like getting sprayed with like a fire hose because they're screaming they're like, oh, stop it. No. So Chrissy's doing some ninja shit and is sneaking around the house. Dean is like, <laughs> Dean sees ninja Lieutenant Dan shit. and he's like, help us. And Lieutenant Dan is like, look, look, I don't get involved. and just walks away. And Lieutenant <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> Lieutenant, I, Lieutenant, I, I, Lieutenant Dan would survive in Atlanta. <laughs>
1: i just like imagine dude who what is lieutenant i like that lieutenant dan just sees two people hug up in the cattle posts <laughs> screaming for their lives going please help us please we're begging you and lieutenant dan just looks at that and goes don't get involved i'm just towing the truck i don't i don't care don't but, care but i don't see just, it. i just. I." I didn't see anything. You're like, damn. <laughs> damn, Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> did Lieutenant Dan grow up in like St. Louis or Baltimore? <laughs> how is he, how is he this stone cold?
0: at something that intense. It's like, dude, I respect the fucking vibes, dude. But Lieutenant Dan, he also doesn't give a shit. Cause he walks straight by Bailey. Who's like chained under a table. Like, uh, uh, okay. So we got like three different things going on right now. So we go mm-hmm. back to the brothers. So, Sheriff Hoyt comes out and tries to kill Eric with dollar store saran wrap, which by the way, apparently <laughs> the worst way to go. Listen, apparently this was actually real. Like Arlie oh. or Emery was actually wrapping Matt Bomer's head in saran wrap. <laughs> that, oh my God.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Which, to okay. They gave him like a little hole at the bottom of his, ch- the bottom of Matt Bomer's chin for him to breathe through. but that just kind of really didn't help him at all.
1: <laughs> Bru, no, cause it's fucking saran wrap. You poking a teensy weensy hole. Is it? They're not going to be like, Oh damn. Good one. Like no, they're, no, you're still going to choke
0: the hell out. God damn. <laughs> so Dean sees this and you know, he finally admits like, Hey, I am. He says, no, no, no Man. I'm Dean. I am. De- I am. Dean. <laughs>
1: I am and Iron then Man. And
0: then Lieutenant Dan stands up. I am Dean. And Bailey stands up. I am Dean. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an, an I an am spark. spark.
1: No, I was about to say you see, yeah, you see Bailey and Chrissy and like le- in like Leatherface come out baby. of the back and go, "We're Dean."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they and all and
1: they all do the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance together.
0: <laughs> oh no, I was just expecting them just to like, I'll just be approaching Arlie Emery and just say, "I am Dean." I am Dean. I am Dean.
1: It's like it's like invasion of the body snatchers, but everyone is just just turns into
0: Dean. (laughs) No, and then they all start talking about family, 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 family. Family. Leatherface takes his mask off, and it's Vin Diesel underneath. (laughs) Just family.
1: and then you just see, and then you just see Lieutenant Dan walk over to the walk over to like the tow truck, pull it off, and it's a Dodge Charger George. from 1969, <laughs> and he's a family,
0: family. Paul, no, I'm not going to say that. So uh, Dean admits to, admits that he is. And Tony himself, Romo
1: comes in on a Ford <laughs> F-150. I, I
0: was, was going to say something about Paul Walker, but let's just say he's there too. So Dean, Paul he's hanging out so dean admits that he is himself lee appreciates the honesty and by showing his appreciation he stabs eric through the wrap in his mouth so he can breathe he's still alive though so dean gets tossed on the ground okay back to chrissy she is running through the woods back to dean he is rant lee is like (laughs) rambling about how um he was a prisoner of war rambling about how bad this generation is god's things have just not changed in the amount of years that this is supposed to take place in yeah seriously so so sheriff hoyt is just there monologuing about freedom and says okay you know what dean if you can do 10 push-ups you can walk free and honestly if he can't i would be very disappointed
1: i was about to say like i i'm just sitting there going like dude I want to tell you this right now. You have got a golden fucking opportunity. You have to do 10 wimpy ass pushups and you can walk free. I don't care who the hell you are. That is you. Adrenaline has to kick in enough for you to want to sit there and do that. Like, holy shit. There are a group of deranged cannibals and you can't tough it out for 10 pushups.
0: I mean, the dude can't do push-ups to save his life. But you know something? Sheriff Hoyt comes in and tries to support him by just beating him with a stick and hoping, oh yeah, maybe this will help me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just,
0: yeah, yeah this, whole, this whole scene is essentially what would happen if Dean, Eric, and Sheriff Hoyt turned into like psychotic gym bros and started yelling at each other.
1: Yeah, no, literally. It's like, it's like, it's the, it's literally the thing that you do with your buddy. Like it's you and your buddy who work out a whole lot mm-hmm. with the, and you manage to finally convince your friend who doesn't work out a lot to come with you. And like, they're doing like squats or they're benching and you just seem struggling and you're like, come on, come on. And like, you got your other friend who's like, come on, man, you can do this. Come on. This ain't, this ain't shit. <laughs> and that's literally what they're doing here. <laughs> It's literally what they're doing with Dean while he's doing push-ups.
0: And just Arlie Ermy is just standing there saying, I used to bench 405 back in my day.
1: I used to squat 615. You're like, that doesn't feel possible.
0: So so big surprise, Dean does the push-ups. Actually, no, that's a big surprise. And then he gets rewarded by getting beat with a stick and then getting his back stomped on. So they go to Chrissy and she is just wandering through a field on the side of the road and a biker stops to help her. And this dude looks like Russell Crowe, but if he smoked meth. So he agrees like, hey, I'll go help you like you're and, you know, they mentioned the fact that, oh, yeah, by the way, this biker chick. And he's like, oh, shit, really? Come on, let's go. So back at the Hewitt house, we get the my 600 pound life from the first movie. She comes over Just, and she's talking to Mama Sawyer and Bailey. She is still under the table. That's a scene. I, Back to Eric and Dean. Dean is passed yes. out. Eric breaks free. <laughs> Listen, this movie goes at it quick, man.
1: <laughs> it's 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 so it's so weird because the way at which you're going at it, which is which is pretty factual and not like in any way that's spinning this, but like the movie goes very quickly, but my God, does it feel so inconsequential and not quick? (laughs) Like it's like the entire time you're watching it. It just, you're just sitting there going from scene to scene. And it just, in. maybe it's because I'm so, I've just been so fried on Texas chainsaw, on shitty Texas chainsaw movies that I literally watched this scene transition at this speed, like an ADHD, like an ADHD, like, adhd like teenager who found a blood pack like mm-hmm. that i just go like okay all
0: right we're moving on <laughs> it's just like this happens this happens this happens so anyways eric and dean dean's passed the fuck out eric breaks free after falling on the ground push-ups must have really taken it out of dean because i mean dude hasn't fucking moved since so we get more chrissy's back at like Chrissy's back in stylized woods with Russell Crowe on meth. Bailey's back under the table. Eric, like, helps Dean, and they, and they decide, like, hey, you know what we're going to do? Eric throws a brick through a window, grabs a knife, threatens my 600-pound life's, like, life, cuts Bailey free, <laughs> grabs the keys, all while Hoyt grabs a gun from upstairs, and instead instead of just, you know, leaving... Eric summons the strength of 10,000 just fucking Spartans and pushes the – not just the table, but pushes the 600-pound life lady across the room with ease into the door and closes it. Jesus I, Christ, I was I about to that say strength to muscle mass ratio because dude is he, fucking lean. Imagine what would happen if we just gave him some mass gainer. Dude, be I, fucking I, unstoppable.
1: Dude, he's, he literally I was about to say, like, I'm glad you mentioned that he Matt Bomer. granted. Matt Bomer is known at least at least since since white collar mm-hmm. for being kind of a dream boat. He's like the dude. The dude was in Magic Fucking Mike, so you already know that the dude is cut like a fucking like he like a like a sculpture. Mm-hmm. In this movie, he is not. He is a string bean, but nonetheless, he is able to just ram this woman against a wall and just hold her <laughs> against a table, <laughs> and. I just like I agree. I'm like, damn, dude. If you, if you just ate like nothing but chicken breasts and broccoli for like about a month,
0: you would be insane. Like dude, you would be. Just give him some, huge. Just some. Give him some fucking creatine, and that's all he needs. <laughs> he will be. He will be gigantic. <laughs> so anyway, Hoyt calls out to Leatherface, and all the gang scatters. So. Eric finds Dean and carries him. Bailey steals a car. Hoyt chases after the truck. And Bailey is thinking, oh, like she's she thinks like, oh, I'm free. But she didn't fucking close the door. So Leatherface runs out of nowhere running that, you know, four minute, 40 yard, da- or that not four minutes, that 40, se- that four second, 40 yard dash with a fucking oh, meat four
1: hook. minute, 40 yard dash. <laughs> no, this, I think my grandmother in
0: her late 80s could probably do that. <laughs> Listen, this isn't the 600 pound lady trying to run a 40 yard dash. So Leatherface runs up with a fucking meat hook and pulls her out. Eric and Dean are trying to leave. They get stopped by the sheriff. Eric is like, yo, shoot me. Dean fucking keeps on booking it. Hoyt points the gun at Eric and Dean's leg. Ah, it's called in a bear trap. Another Shia LaBeouf, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf joke. So Hoyt hits Eric (laughs) with a gun. So yeah, bunch of tiny scenes later and it's nighttime. Dean's outside. His foot's still caught in the bear trap. Eric's on a table. Leatherface comes in and grabs Eric's body. Chrissy is and the biker are somehow still wandering through the night as they can't find this house. But they're just
1: there is a certain amount of time where they're just wandering around and then they just show up to the house. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of trust going on in this biker, especially after his whole group like proved that they don't
0: like these people. (laughs) But all right. (laughs) Yeah, so they're wandering through the night. Meth um, Russell Crowe, they meth Russell Crowe. They see the, they see the house, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna take care of this." And then we go to the 2000s wet basement. Just kidding. We're back outside as Chrissy sneaks around the house. Oh. She sees Dean recovering from his battle with actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf with his leg in the bear <gasps> trap. Not sure what he should do: release it or bleed or just leave it. Then they say words. So. Bailey is somewhere. I don't, I don't fucking know. It's dark. And she gets told <laughs> I love you out. by Hoyt. That's disturbing. And then we we hear some screaming and it's it's an implied scene. So now we're back in Leatherface's wet ass basement. Eric is being nailed on a table. Sorry. Nailed to a table. <laughs> and he and Leatherface comes up and starts rubbing. Eric's face ever so tenderly. Now the biker's inside (laughs) the house. Chrissy is still outside sneaking around. Do you see the problem with this movie? Chrissy's still outside sneaking around. She goes by a window and tries to get in that way, but then gets startled by Grandma Sawyer walking in. Chrissy Mm -hmm. tries to sneak in. She knocks something over. Grandma drops a jar. Chrissy watches from the yellow shadows. (laughs) Mike, do you have anything to say? Yeah. I need to, I need to catch my it's, breath.
1: I was about to say I was like you are you are on a on a roar like it's and and the worst part is is I don't I actually don't like I'm trying to sit there and find quips to like roll in and be like yeah and she's sitting there just all like but I k- k- kid you not. This movie just occurs and the entire time I was watching it, I just sat there just stone faced, just like, okay, good. Alright. So she's gonna oh no, she can't cause the Oh, here comes the grandma. Oh, she dropped something. Alright, so she's gonna try the up. oh, there's Arlie Emery. Oh, she's not going in there. And she got up and there's Lieutenant Dan. He's covering that way. All right. So it's just, and and Matt Bomer's getting gored up. Okay. Let's go back to Chrissy. And Dean is still caught in the bear trap. And you're like, it's, it's just such a, just a progression of crazy things that occur that don't wow you in any way.
0: It's just things are happening. But one thing (laughs) that happens is meth crow comes in. He comes across Lieutenant Dan and shoots him in the legs. I, okay. Okay. Hell of a way. To, that, that's probably like his I, only I, purpose in this movie.
1: I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I may not like the bikers. I may not think they matter in the movie, but I do have to say, my God, myth, Russell Crowe, the biker, adds so much energy to the movie because there is no for him there's no warm-up there's no hey how's it going guys i'm i'm like mark i boy i do love biking no it's just he rolls in and he starts shooting people like he literally (laughs) is the fucking Danny devito meme where he's like so i started blasting (laughs) (laughs) he just rolls in and just starts shooting everyone and i'm like i'm like okay all right now i'm back yeah, like I'll, I'm back for this bit. Like whoever the fuck this guy is, he's
0: doing something different. You no, know, listen, he's he's just a really pissed off audience member that just wants this movie <laughs> to get over with. So he just, jumps into the movie and starts killing people.
1: It's just, it's like, it's like the guy who does the sound effect for Spongebob where he's like, Oh brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> but that guy just had <laughs> a fucking enough and just comes in and just starts shooting everyone.
0: You just fucking snap. So, so yeah, Hoyt, like so yeah, biker, shoots shoots him in the leg Hoyt comes in to check like hey what's going on biker guy turns around points a gun at his head biker walks with Hoyt they're talking together so now we go to Eric back in the wet basement he's getting acid or something poured on his wound and a scene that's literally ripped out of right one of the saw movies or as it says on wikipedia he's getting his nerves sliced out which that's pretty oh. <laughs> fucking gnarly
1: that is hardcore but-
0: so Leatherface is getting summoned by Hoyt, so he grabs his chainsaw and slides the metal door where Chrissy's waiting outside. She sneaks by and sneaks down the stairs. So now she can be a part of a 9-inch nails music video.
1: I dude, I had it written down. Did all did all of the early 2000s horror movies like gory horror movies decided that they needed to base everything off of Trent Reznor's music videos? Because goddamn, everything is just
0: brown and wet and industrial. It's just ridiculous. Except when it's in the basement, it's like that weird cyan tint to everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some fucking reason. The basement, it just needs to be cyan. But everywhere else, dark and brown.
0: <laughs> dark and brown, like, just, I just like this movie. So.
1: I just I just can't wait. I just really wish I could hear like some like some like uh, some like closer playing in the background as like Leatherface is carving someone or like head like a hole as like as like as like Meth Russell Crowe is blasting people like something.
0: Nine Inch Nails recut of this movie coming soon, guys. So Eric sees uh, Chrissy come down and Eric has the appropriate response by saying, Fucking leave <laughs> and Chrissy sees his arm and it does look very gnarly. So they're talking like, you know, doing the emotional thing that I'm supposed to kind of give a shit about. So they're talking about like, you know, their military family, the names of the kids, you know, what house they're going to have. By the way, it doesn't matter. We're going back to the biker and Hoyt Leatherface, like, <laughs> Tips his arm or something. I, I honestly can't fucking tell. So anyway, the biker.
1: Shout out, you shout gonna out say? to cutting away. Shout out to cutting away from a tender moment to get back to the meat and potatoes <laughs> of this movie. The meat and potatoes being a crazy biker guy just shooting people.
0: <laughs> so, so, God, where, where the fuck am I? I'm finding myself in my notes. So with a biker, yeah, he trips over the chainsaw. He's lying on it. And Leatherface starts the chainsaw. We don't really see any of it, but it's still really fucking cool the way that they did it. I was, again, they mentioned it in the, some of the behind the scenes stuff where they had like a, a fake body and they just kind of cut it between actual shots of the, the biker screaming and then slicing into this body. So we've already mentioned that's really like the extent of the biker gang. That's it. They, we, 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 do we see them anymore? Do we no. see them anymore? Nope, we don't. No. So. No. So yeah, that's what happened. Back to the tender moments now. So Eric is still <laughs> alive. Chrissy is still trying to free him, but Leatherface starts coming down. She hides. And this is when I noticed, like the floor has like five inches of water in it. So I'm what, literally it wondering is, if it just always remains wet. It's
1: like, <laughs> I know we're
0: harping on this where? wet floor a lot, but why? It's, you are going to get no, no, mold, no, bro.
1: No, list, no, no, listeners, I we are not being like pedantic about this. We, this movie is this, this this podcast is all about nitpicking, but for the love of God, we swear that this is, this has to be a thing that we're not only like confused about because it is so much water. Like I get it. If it's a teeny bit wet, like they just got poured, they have a poor drainage system. Like, That's cool. That's all right. You got some puddles and you like you see some splashing in between. There's some mud around like that's okay. Five inches everywhere. Like what?
0: Always.
1: How? (laughs)
0: Always. Like it's God damn. So, yeah, Leatherface comes down. He sees Eric on this table and Eric gets a fucking chainsaw to the gut, which is pretty gruesome. And, uh, oh, mm-hmm. by the way, Chrissy was under the table. She got a near death experience. This looked really. This death honestly looked really cool. They built like a remote control body with it that was like reacting as it was going. They put blood packs all over it. So yeah, the fun of filmmaking yeah. behind the scenes. So Leather- yeah! Leatherface just skins Eric's face off with ease, like really, like really easily. So then Leatherface takes off his mask. We don't see anything. Leatherface stitches up Eric's face and then just smacks it on there, just moist human meat parts and all. And <laughs> and you know, to be to be fair, he chose a he chose a good face, you know. Yeah, just Matt Bomer's face, you know, hell, hell of a pig.
1: bro. There are plenty of there are plenty of mentally unstable people who would love Matt Bomer's face. Dude, listen, like I know you would, but absolutely, absolutely, hey. <laughs> hey, he was in he was in white collar, man. That's just, that show slapped.
0: <laughs> so Chrissy is just horrified by the skin dead Eric, which, you know, fair. So Chrissy and by the way, Chrissy just shows off like plumber crack and all as she's like crawling through this basement. <laughs> did you notice that?
1: Yeah, yeah. She was she she, she did have a she was. She was she did have a plumber crack out as she was like hunting around the basement. But I mean, yeah, yeah, she yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So Chrissy leaves the basement and starts trying to walk out the front door to where she's home free, but can't because she hears Bailey screaming, which, you know, and she does the good thing, which I know Mike wouldn't do. Because she turns around and goes back in. My co-host would have just fucking booked it if I was screaming.
1: So would, I, so would you, dude. I'm like, bro, we are. We I'm not are talking about are, me. I'm
0: talking about you.
1: Don't bring uh, me into uh, this. Bro, we are both people of self-preservation. All right. <laughs> if I see your ass screaming, I go, I go, he's dead. <laughs> and I'm, I'm running. Or if there's if there's a gun. I may I may try and go fucking splinter cell up in this and like tag good tactical modern warfare my way through this, but if if I'm just if it's just little old me with no gun, hell no. I'm not no, you're saving your own goddamn self.
0: Which is like, I'll I'll work through these issues in therapy. I gotta live, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll remember you in therapy, dog. Uh hey, the survivor's guilt will totally hit me or something.
0: <laughs> So back to the grandma. She's saying things to Hoyt like, oh, you shouldn't have put on that sheriff's uniform. So Lieutenant Dan is hurt. And, you know, they're like, okay, well, what are we what like what are they gonna do? And Leatherface just kind of comes out of nowhere with a change. Because remember, the biker got shot in the leg. So Leatherface comes in, he just walks in, is told, like, hey. You're gonna saw off your uncle's leg, and he's just like bet, just no questions asked. Chainsaws his <laughs> I, leg off. I fucking hey, love dude, that energy, dude.
1: Dude, Leatherface, Leatherface is a fucking G. Like <laughs> Arlie Every just as they turns, the Leatherface and goes cut his leg. Leatherface was like, "Fucking, you said it, not me." And he just revs the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, Leatherface, you are that is ice, fucking cold like you're not wasting
0: any fucking beat trying to get his ass dude i also love how he like nicks the other leg and he's like oh well you know if i if that's gonna get so <laughs> i mean i fucking might as well dude, and he goes on to the other leg. it's literally
1: like you like it's literally like you're trying to be te- like careful about something and you fuck up a little bit and you're like well i already went this far and you just do the rest of it like but he's doing it with this. With his like, I guess his his uncle's leg or his brother's leg or whatever the hell,
0: whoever the fuck it is. So, so yeah, Chrissy like crawls through, gets she finds Bailey and Bailey says things says creepy things like they they know you're here, and Hoyt finds her and he <laughs> says some creepy shit. Oh, and uh, oh, yeah, by the course. way, Dean's here too. We haven't seen him in like I don't know what fifteen minutes. I I thought he was dead. He just fucking disappeared. But no, he is back. He is in this movie. So we see So Chrissy (laughs) wakes up and we're getting like we're getting a dinner cannibal scene with someone tied to a chair. So finally, we're getting another one, at least. Yeah, because we we didn't get that in the last one, did we? No, we fucking
1: didn't. It's like we got a while it did it felt like one that was long overdue maybe it's because the dinner scene in next generation sucked so hard
0: with benjamin franklin and matthew mcconaughey's fucking robot leg and the oh yeah the secret society plot which has never hasn't been mentioned since at least this far I it's just so insane but okay okay so yeah uh hoyt and the whole family are there they say like a i don't know a jeffrey dahmer church prayer um bailey had her teeth removed which i hate that so much chrissy is speaking Mm -hmm. words after screaming and mumbling which feels so weird Hoyt's eyebrows for some reason were looking extra thick in this scene i was questioning that but guess what it doesn't matter because leatherface comes in and slits bailey's throat and she dies as some like weird industrial metal soundscape plays in the background <laughs> i wanna fuck you like an animal i, I was thinking of like a, a like a rammstein cover band that doesn't play <laughs> rammstein songs but sings in like whispery english do do hast. Do Haas to me. (laughs) (laughs) So Chrissy gets taken to the basement again. And oh, wait, no, actually, she doesn't because she stabs Leatherface in the back and gets blocked by Hoyt. When she when Chrissy says, hey, you know what? Fuck this pulls a Sally and runs through a window. God, don't we have to have one of those in every single movie? So Leatherface is now running with his chainsaw. Watch out, Tony Romo. So Dean is alive. (laughs) And he uses – he's tied to a chair and he's using his like BDS skills to escape the rope and then surprise hits the sheriff over the head. He like tackles him on the porch and has the sheriff like hit his head on the floor. I don't know why this is just peak unintentional comedy because it's <laughs> Dean whispering sweet nothings as he's beating the sheriff's head into the <laughs> woods. And
1: that is that was kind of great. Like it was really funny because I was sitting with my roommate, and my roommate is like, like, yeah, fuck this guy. I hope this guy dies. And I was like, Why? He goes, Because he's got the golden opportunity to run away and live, and he's stealing the beat arlie Emery's face into the ground (laughs) and whisper sweet nothings to him like and i'm like yeah you know what yeah why the what the fuck why isn't he like like Leatherface is literally running after someone else and you got an old guy who you've obviously got down so just
0: grab the gun and run just fucking run in the other way christy can take care of herself it's fine yeah she'll be fucking fine So Chrissy and Leatherface, they run through some high stylized woods and they're back at the meat Mm -hmm. factory. Mm -hmm. Chrissy runs in and this feels really, really familiar. She comes across some dead bodies from earlier. The one that Leatherface knocked over the head, which, you know, I feel like would be at least a little bit more decomposed. I don't know. I'm not an expert on dead bodies, but I know that Mike is. So Chrissy gets startled by some. She gets startled by a surprise Leatherface through a window. She wanders through the meat factory and hides in cat. Like she hides in a vat of cows' blood and guts. I do that's that's pretty fucking metal if I do say so myself. Hell yeah, hell yeah, it is. So Leatherface comes in and you know he can't sneak around because he's got a loud ass fucking chainsaw. But Dean fucking comes out of nowhere. He yells. And it gives Leatherface enough time to grab her, but then, oh yeah, no, Dean comes in and saves the day. And then he gets impaled by a chainsaw, lifted above Leatherface, and thrown against a wall. Which, again, looked pretty fucking cool, guys. Hell
1: yeah, it did. Hell fucking yeah, it did.
0: So Chrissy finds a way out of this meat factory. I I wish I could really tell where she was going, but the camera was so fucking shaky at this point. So- oh, that was
1: a that was a fucking another thing. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump on this. Dude, I'm jump, gonna jump on, on it. this and qu- exa- jump on it. Jump, jump on it, it, everybody. Jump on it. Damn. No, uh, <laughs> Damn. No. Damn. 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 you just see you just see Leatherface, Tony Romo, and Arlie Emery Damn. Damn. just start going jump on it. Jump on it.
0: <laughs> they're all wearing mom jeans and doing the jump. On mom, it.
1: Jeans, mom jeans. Mom jeans and Houston Texas jerseys. So they're like. Bam, bam. I
0: I love how, like, through this whole bit that we've done, like, we're saying Tony Romo playing for the Houston Texans when that's not the team that he played for, but we're like, you know what, fuck it, we're going for it, Tony (laughs) Romo, Dallas Cowboys doesn't matter, he's in the Houston Texans now.
1: (laughs) Tony Romo is a part of Texas, it doesn't matter what fucking team, it could... Does Austin have a football team? Yes. No. They do now, and Tony <laughs> Romo is a part of it. Okay. T- Tony Romo is a part of the San Antonio Spurs too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God! What is this? What is this? What? 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 What is this? What is this? <laughs>
1: did you on your fucking bingo card of what we were going to cover during uh texas chainsaw month did you think
0: tony robo was gonna be on that list if you did uh mike wants to give you twenty dollars so talk to him uh,
1: shit yeah yeah we'll both give you 20 bucks fuck yeah <laughs> hell yeah no um okay all right all right so, so yeah
0: so you just, want to talk about you know, shaky with
1: cam? A, yeah with shaky cams My roommate also pointed this out. The shaky cams in this movie are particular. Like, I'm not a fan of shaky cams, personally. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's okay to just have it be still. That's totally Mm -hmm. fine. But if you're going to do shaky cams, and you're going to do close-up shaky cams at that, because all the shaky cams in this movie are very close up. Mm -hmm. Don't have the shaky cam be looking upwards from a downward angle. Mm-hmm. It it's such a weird kind of unflattering shaky cam that they put on this. I don't know. This is very nitpicky, but like, if you look at it, if you look at all the shaky cams and all of the views from the angle of the shaky cam, it's like, you're getting like double chin characters and like a full shot of Leatherface's ass as they're like running through running around. And, and it's just, not only does it look super fucking weird, it's just like, it's just kind of just, I don't know, it just doesn't work. Like, just mm-hmm. have a shaky cam that is head on or looking downwards. I don't know. It That's we, just a we, personal thing, though, I feel
0: like. We could do a whole podcast on shaky cam. But yeah, with <laughs> this movie, it was really here where I noticed just how bad it was. And it doesn't also help that it's dark, too. So, but yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll cover shaky cam a lot, and it's in. I feel like in its own episode. So, chrissy steals a car, speeds down a highway, burns rubber. But oh shit, Leatherface is in the back seat, and he fucking impales Christy. And yeah, this movie doesn't have a final girl. Christy hits some people at a traffic stop, causes an accident.
1: They get the oh, I heard the Wilhelm scream during that accident.
0: Did you i don't I don't think I, I noticed that i
1: I swear to God I will put money where my mouth is if there is like i will I bet money that if you go that if you go to the final scene where Chrissy hits someone in the non extended version of the Texas chainsaw massacre two thousand six the beginning, you hear the Wilhelm scream, you hear the fucking Wilhelm scream, I swear to I am <laughs> not going crazy. The Wilhelm scream is heard.
0: I mean if it I mean honestly if it is in this movie, it would not surprise me. Cause um mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, this one was just kinda oh yeah, I guess I should finish it up. So yeah, we get a we get a choppy slow-mo of Leatherface walking down the road into darkness. Um we have a voiceover saying they murdered thirty-three people and yada yada yada, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We cut to black. Yada, yada, that's yada, the end yada, of the Yada 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 You, you yada, just see
1: Leatherface. Li- t- you just see as John Larroquette's doing the doing his like like ending monologue. You see <laughs> Leatherface fucking
0: twerking in the back, he starts just like twerking his, Starts twerking in his mom jeans and his Houston's jersey, <laughs> <"There> <laughs> throwing it back.
1: God, he he has got a fuck. He. They said he was driving a dump
0: truck, not carrying one. Oh my god, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, Um, yeah, that that's the that's fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. A real, the kills are fun. The kills are cool, and the the suffering blood is. They really are. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Everything else is just kind of, eh, yeah also awesome, Because, like, okay, the third movie had, like, Ken Foray and some cool action. And, um yeah, this one just kind of had just cool blood and guts. And, uh I mean, if that's what you want from your Texas and, Chainsaw and Matt Bomer. movies, you got, and Matt Bomer. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like Ken Foray kind of like, he was kind of like the glue of that movie that kind of held everything yeah, together.
1: That is that is true. You know what? It's like it's like I if you ha- if you sat there and went, hey, we've got Jordana Brewster from the Fast and Furious franchise who plays Chrissy, mm-hmm. and we have Matt Bomer as the main character, or we could throw Ken Foray in. I would probably go with Ken Foray because that'd be way more fun, <laughs> and also Ken Foray played a more like interesting character. I can't believe I'm saying Doomsday a positive pepper. thing. Oh yeah, he was a doomsday prepper too. Which was again, again, there's I can't believe I'm saying positive things about number three. I can't believe it. I can't I cannot believe it. But nonetheless, yeah, it's there was depth to him for some fucking reason.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, honestly, like I'm probably gonna forget about this movie once we're done with Texas Chainsaw Month, because it was Mm -hmm. just it was Mm -hmm. just that type. A film and if yeah if if you're a completionist for the texas chainsaw movies like somehow we've ended up becoming watch it but other than that just just fucking skip it guys that's 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 all i really gotta say
1: yeah i i couldn't agree more i really couldn't agree more like of the texas chainsaw movies like now i feel as if we're getting further and further into You really don't need this territory. Like Mm -hmm. if like for me, it feels like (laughs) it feels like the movies that you should watch are the first two. Oh yeah. Yep. The first one, no matter fucking what the second one, I highly, highly recommend it. Mm
0: -hmm. If you're a horror fan, I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Yeah. If you're a horror fan, you'll enjoy it. The third, the third one, like, it's got Ken Foray and Vigo Mortensen in it. That's, that's about that. And then, like, uh, maybe the, revi- the Revival is another one where I'm like, I feel like if you sat down with your friends. Are
0: you talking about the remake?
1: The remake, the O3 remake, just yep, because, yep. the only reason I say that is because if you have one of those dumb, like, friends who are like, I just want to watch guts and blood everywhere. It feels like that one at least has intensity with its gore. Like at least there's at least like, like, cause this one, while I would recommend the kills, I would only recommend the kills in a, in a like 11 minute YouTube highlights video, Mm -hmm. not in a like movie format, at least with the O3, I could sit there and go like, yeah, you could go out, have, like, three or four beers, like, play a card game, come back, watch a kill, rinse and repeat, and you'd mm-hmm. have a good time, and you'd be able to catch the story in the background. But, like,
0: this one, I'm like, watch the highlight kills. You're good. Yeah, the remake definitely makes for, like, background background noise at a, in, at a more intense Halloween party. Not quite all the yeah. way there, but, like, you know, a little bit more than just, you know... I agree a couple like you and your friends getting yeah, something that like has some like a party that has some real weight to it with some with real that, horror yeah. fans. A rowdy ho, a rowdy Halloween party with some real horror fans.
1: Mhm. 03 Texas Chainsaw feels like it fits that vibe.
0: And yeah, guys, that's the <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Mike, we only have 3 3 movies. Yes left. Yes, we have after this
1: Leatherface 3D and Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: No, I think I, I think the order is 3D Leatherface and then yeah. the remake. Yeah, this is going to be Yeah. We just got to be powering through guys. We're 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 over 2 thirds of the way there.
1: Exactly. <sighs> exactly. Yeah,
0: thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Go follow us on Instagram, go follow us on Twitter, go subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh yeah, that's that's about it, Mike. Do you do you have any wisdom to impart to the people
1: uh yada 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 just need you we just need it we just need an animated gif of of like a cartoon leatherface like twerking I guarantee. that
0: exists there's there's a there's like a gif of anyone there's a gif of like any media property twerking out there i can guarantee it I just need what's his name from Clockwork Orange twerking. Oh if God. that's no, the case, nope, nope, nope. We're not going to do that. We're not going to bring that abomination onto this world. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
1: ah. You said any media property. What's what's wrong? What's I, know wrong? I, said,
0: I know I said any, and I immediately regret that. I'm going to. All right, guys. I'm ending this episode right now. Guys, we'll we'll all see right. you next time when we talk. What, what was the next one we said? 3D. 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 When we talk, Texas Chainsaw. 3D. God help us.